Right, my, my first guest today is Sean Orpin of SCAD Software. Sean, it's an absolute pleasure having you as my first guest on my new po- business podcast series. Welcome. Thank you, Doug. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, good to have you here, Sean. Uh, we've been working together for a while now and, yep. and we've had a good time. Thank you very much for coming along today. Sean started out life. You started as a product manager. You then yep. got snapped up as a product manager at Microsoft mm-hmm. and and uh, became the director of corporate marketing. That's quite an exciting journey, I'm sure it was. 13 years. Very exciting journey, yes. Yeah. Uh, learned an awful lot in those, in those years, yeah. but it, it was great. Very uh, fortunate. So, Sean, you, you, over the past time, you've, you've uh, held quite a few NED roles, uh, exec and non-exec, um, past and current roles. Um, you know, I've, I've learned over the period of time that we work together, do you speak with real authority in terms of business strategy, um, software development, and specifically go-to-market strategy? But before I ask you some questions around SCAD software, I'd like to find out a few nuggets from your past. Perhaps I can ask you, introvert or extrovert? Ooh, good question to start there, Doug. Um, Whenever I've done the test, I've sort of been on the cusp of one or the other, but on balance, I'm probably more introvert than extrovert. Good answer and quite accurate and one we know from the psychometric (laughs) and disc testing that you've done. Uh, I know you've worked hard at your disc and uh, you're quite a fountain of knowledge when it comes to disc these days. Sean, what's the one lesson in your career that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? Well, I think it has to be that uh, the world is your oyster. Um, it's, you know, it's fine to take risks, and if you want something, everyone can go out and make it happen. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. I, I've, I've seen it through being in, in a very fortunate position at certain times but it certainly wasn't the destiny that I started out with. So, yeah, definitely, the world is your oyster. That's a very positive answer. Thank you. If you could go back, though, and give your 18-year-old self, 18-year-old Sean, I don't know if he was naughty or not at that stage, but if you could give that 18-year-old Sean one single piece of advice, what would it be? I think on reflection, uh, Doug, it would have to be don't be swayed by self-limiting beliefs. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So just having confidence, know yeah. that if you get your plan right, execute, you, you're going to get there. And I think uh, dream a bit. You know, have a, have a picture of what success looks like. I mean, all, everyone tells you this is what you should do anyway, but I, I'm a firm believer of that now. Um, that if you can picture it and uh, you know, feel what it's like to be there before you're there, it, it really helps you on that journey. It makes it tangible. Yeah. Yeah, so dream big is what you say. Dream saying. big. What, what do they say, Doug? Is it shoot for shoot for the stars and uh, shoot for the stars? And if you don't get there, at least you'll get half the way there. Or yeah, something. That, that's it. So, rising up the ranks at Microsoft, you surely learned some really good lessons. What's the single most important learning that you took away from your thirteen-year career as a director at Microsoft? Um, I think, and, and this actually comes from doing quite a lot of looking back in hindsight at what were the big trigger points that got us from steps as we stepped through the, the journey. I think it probably has to be um, 
hire the very best people that you can. And, you know, that includes hiring your replacement. Um, because I think if we look at major inflection points that we saw in the 13 years at Microsoft, you can chart a lot of them back to where we changed the level of people that we were hiring or skills that we were hiring. Great advice. I like it. Good. Sean, something that's come through as a theme since we've started working together is you're always saying that the way software is built, it desperately needs transformation. Why do you make this claim? Um, well, this is something I feel quite passionate about, Doug, as you know. You know, every business today has become a technology business. Um, and yet, despite that, uh, the very mention of, the, of building technology can bring people out in a cold sweat. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a field that's driven by people with a different language, and for most business people, they know precious little about it. Uh, we've also heard um, countless examples uh, of IT projects that have failed. So in, in that sense, you know, as a business person, faced with having to build software, it's, it's a daunting task. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking, isn't it? Is it is nerve-wracking. Yeah. So tell me more about this. What, what is the big issue? So this is something that uh, at SCAD Software we, it has been the, the core of what we've thought about and done as a business. So when we look at it, we believe the real issue underlying all of this is that when you build software, you build source code. Yeah. And building that large volume of source code has become very complex, very time-consuming, risky, and it's not just the building of it, but once you've built it, your developers can spend up to 30% of their time just keeping the lights on because all the technologies underneath that are changing all the time. Sure. So we believe that the, the biggest problem here is that when you build software, you build large volumes of source code traditionally. And I think finding a way to build software that shrinks that down, it's a bit like writing a book, Doug. You know, if I'm, if I'm writing a... a a thousand page book there's it's there's a lot to do and yeah. it's complex if i can write the same book in 10 pages wow that's so much easier and Absolutely. i think that's that's the key the trick in when looking at building software so we we hear a lot about low code no code surely this then is delivering what you're talking about sean it's absolutely on a path in the right direction and it's certainly true that using these new tools, it makes it much faster to build software, but it doesn't negate the underlying issue because most of these tools actually build the source code in the background. So at the end of the day, you've still got the large volume of source code that you need to maintain. Okay. So, so it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't fix the underlying issue in our view. All right. So as a developer, uh, SCAD software, a developer of bespoke software, Sean. How do you guys approach the issue differently then? So we've built um, a, a new way of building software and I'll draw a parallel for you. And the parallel is with what Tesla have done with the production of the Model Y car. <coughs> Excuse me. So when building the Model Y car, they used to have 70 parts that formed the under chassis of the okay. car. And they've taken an established manufacturing process, which is called die casting. Yeah. And they've, I think they've got two of the biggest die casting 
presses in the world now. And so now with a single... They've now taken those 70 parts and can now die-cast that in one single piece. So that's stripped out huge amounts of cost, complexity, risk, and fundamentally made them much more competitive. In exactly the same way, we've done the same with software. So what we've done is taken a very established software development methodology, which is something called metadata. So just think of data in a database rather than writing you know, complex source code. Okay. And lots of people use that, but no one has built that into a complete software development environment, which we've done. And the net result is when we build software, the the amount of source code in the application is at least 40% less than if you were going to do it using traditional software development techniques. It's much faster, uh, it's lower risk, and it's also much easier to maintain. So, Sean, this is very interesting. How has that changed your business, SCAD software? Well, interesting. I think the biggest change has been the, the business model that it allows us to use. So, again, one of the challenges with the industry, I believe, is that traditionally the client takes covers 100% of the risk yes. and 100% of the cost, All right. irrespective of delivery. We have a different business model. The way we build software enables us to to share the risk with the client. So what I mean by that, I mean that we orientate the vast majority of our remuneration to the point at which we deliver the application. Oh, wow. So there definitely is a lot more risk for the client then. No, more risk for us. More risk for you and a lot less risk for your client. A lot less risk for the client. And we do that because we know how fast we can build the software. We've got 20 years of experience of building systems for large banks as well as small businesses. And we, I think the longest project we've had, we, had to re, we were asked to rebuild an ERP solution for a client, yeah. and that took us eight months. And that's the longest project we've had to work okay, on. Okay, so the turnaround time is yeah, really good. Yeah, much quicker. So, Sean, you're talking about less complex, simpler, less maintenance, it's cheaper, lower risk for the client. Yes. Um, lead time really brought down and we know with software development that can just peter out eventually the project doesn't even happen sometimes is this what the SCAD software USP is all about? Totally uh, you know, it, it, by using this different approach to building software it enables us to uh, partner with our clients over a long period of time and deliver a managed service with this different business model and that, okay. that's what people love. So Sean business can be a high-risk environment, and I'm not just talking about the pandemic, um, especially with uh, financial giants and banks and insurance companies and that sort of thing. Could you give us an example where the process and the type of software you've developed has stood the test of time and has had to be fairly robust? Yeah, I'll give you a good example. Um, About 13 years ago now, uh, one of the large banks uh, in South Africa came to us. They had an application uh, that was managing all the commercial loans for that business, and they needed it uh, to be transformed into a a, a new technology. So we built that into our framework. We did that, I think, in three months. And that is, 13 years later, that's still running as a mission-critical application in the bank. Um, I think they lose, you know, uh, millions of dollars for every half an hour that application is d- is down. We're the only 
uh, supplier of that bank, as I understand it, to have never failed a disaster recovery test. Um, and it's all running on our, uh, on our framework. That is really, oh, that's robust uh, software yeah. and that has stood the test of time. That's exciting. So, Sean, SCAD Software, tell me about your perfect avatar. Who are the companies that you would like to have populating your sales pipeline? Who are you looking to work with? So, we are increasingly working with um, small, medium-sized businesses. And we typically talk to the CEO or the COO. Uh, it's a business proposition that we, we've got. Sure. Uh, they might have a, um, a minimum viable product or, a, or, or a, a proof of concept, or they might be starting from scratch. But either way, they're looking for a partner to work alongside them to be uh, remunerated um, you know, in line with the success of the application. Uh, sometimes they've been burnt by bad experiences. Sometimes they just need some help by someone they can trust. Uh, but for us, it's all about building a long-term partnership uh, and sharing in the success of that application with the client. Well, Sean, with what you've had to say today, I'm convinced that uh, more people out there that are looking to develop software need to have SCAD software on, in their sites. Where can people find you online? Come to our website, so www.scadsoftware.com. As simple uh, and, as that. Indeed, and love to have a chat with anyone who, who, who's keen to know more. Yeah. Sean, we're coming to the end of podcast number one of my new series. Uh, before I thank you for being here, what's the one question that you wish I'd asked you today and how would you have answered it? <laughs> That's a curveball there, eh, Sean. That's a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> we have him speechless for once. <laughs> Sean Alpin, Mr. Strategy, Mr. Software. I don't know. Um, there's always a ton of questions, Doug. But uh, no, I've really enjoyed it. It's been good. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us today, Sean. Pleasure. Yeah, good having you on Super. board. <laughs>